Grab back your weekly podcast for free games of the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three unique pers- uh, two unique perspectives this time around. I'm your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. And only with me today, because Liz wanted to take a break. And we were going to skip this episode, but uh, me and Keith were like, you know what? We'll fill the dead air. So with me is our mediocre gamer, Keith. Hello. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, we, we wanted to keep bringing something out here. And obviously, it's not as exciting with just two of us, but... We'll, yeah. we'll make the best of it. We, we'll do what we can. We figured worst case scenario, people would like this maybe better than no episode. Maybe. I mean, you know what this means, Andrew. What does it mean? It's you. It's me. It's a boy talk episode. I'm not calling it boy talk. We got to come I, up with a better name with this. Boy talk is going to stick. You just we, watch. I called the last episode boy talk. Is it just going to keep being boy talk? Is it going to be boy talk too? Yeah. Are going to be like uh, some other gaming consoles here that just... Don't come up with new clever names and just keep adding new numerical numbers. No, obviously it's going to be Boy Talk 2, Return of the Boys. <laughs> and Boys is definitely going to have a Z. <laughs> uh, and that was just uh, that was a joke at a dig of PlayStation. I, I actually am kind of envious that PlayStation just kept it simple. And they just keep increasing the, na- the numbers. And then you got Xbox here just, eh, let's keep pulling something out. <laughs> But I also think it's funny that people always kind of dig on Xbox for kind of coming up with random names, but no one digs at Nintendo. You know, we got Nintendo, then it came out with Wii, just W-I-I, and then it came out with the Wii U, which I even I was confused with that. I didn't know it was a whole new console. I thought it was just a, like a expansion, and that's why that console didn't sell very well. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't recall it being very good either. I mean, it was sort of just an upgraded version of the Wii and somewhere between that and a Switch, but it wasn't really a Switch because you always needed the TV. I don't I don't know. I didn't have one. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone who had one, honestly. I can, uh, my sister has one. I was actually, well, I wasn't. Um, my my uh, oldest stepson, he was playing the other day at my sister's house and I was watching him play it. The Wii U? Yeah, it's, yeah, you can. Weird. She still, she still has one. <laughs> That's fired up. Apparently, my nieces and nephews still play it, too. See, like, um, I, I knew everyone had a Wii. No one had a Wii U. And now everyone has a Switch. <laughs> I, the only thing I'd say is my sister and her family, they've they've been a Best Buy family forever. I mean, I worked there at one point, too. But, yeah, they just they all work at Best Buy, so they always have tons of electronics. So Did they become they devoted to Best Buy because of you? No, they were the one who got me. My sister was the one who got me into Best Buy. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, I, I was a geek squad. <laughs> but uh yeah so me and keith figure we just uh bring you some news maybe some updates and some games that we covered some good news some bad news uh hopefully we come up with a better name for this episode before we have to call it boy talk 2 talk of the boys or whatever well i'm not trying to come up with any other names so i i don't think we're going to come up with a better name <laughs> hopefully we do but uh yeah we kind of we took a week off because uh the next two months honestly probably more than the next two months uh, it's going to be uh, very busy. So we kind of figured like, hey, this is probably the best time that we can uh, maybe take a little break. But uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, our next big game that I'm honestly, this is one of my biggest excitements. I think I'm more excited for this than Redfall, but uh, Minecraft Legends will be out on April 18th. So if you listen to this, by the time it's out, uh, it should already be out. I am very excited for Minecraft Legends. I don't know about you, Keith, but just something about it. To me, it's one of those like really simple, like PVPs, and it's not. It's I f- I'm excited for it because this is the first time there's a multiplayer game that's not super sweaty. Like I am really looking forward to just play with some people on Minecraft Legends because it's kind of a yeah third person with like tactical RTS strategy kind of elements, and just the last trailer they had about the PVP it got me so excited. So I, I didn't watch it. You did it? Shocker. No. I don't. I don't. It came out like a month ago. I don't know. Maybe I watched it. I I'm excited for it though, just because I don't know. I I like re. I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, but like I don't know the universes of games that just get expanded into other genres. So like Minecraft Dungeons wasn't great, but it was good fun. Uh, I haven't picked it up since we played it, honestly, but. It was, I remember it being a good game and it was, it was fun to play. 
so I, I like when they can take something like Minecraft just out of its traditional element and change it into something different. And then, so I think the real time strategy aspect is going to be fun of it. Like I kind of think of like uh, Halo and Halo Wars, right? Halo, yeah. you know, very well known series, but I don't know. They did a good job with Halo Wars as a real time strategy. And it, it was just kind of a fun, fresh way to play the game. So I'm excited yeah. for, for Minecraft Legends for sure. And as anyone known who's a, who has ever listened to this podcast, I just absolutely love like real time strategy games. It, it reminds me like I loved Overlord back in the day on the Xbox, and I think Xbox 360 came out on. That game is super fun where you're just playing one person, and you're controlling things like Pikmin's like that. Uh, there was a PvP game I played with one of my friends back in high school on the original Xbox called Goblin Commander. I game flied that game, and it seems very much like Minecraft of like you're kind of building troops and leading an army. I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for Minecraft Legends. Uh, that's coming out April 18th. So like I said, but when you listen to this, it'll probably be out. Um, another game coming out in April, Homestead Arcana. I, I told Liz about this. I know she's excited for it. It looks very much like, hey, Stardew Valley, but you're a witch. So you're kind of, you know, reviving the frontier with spells and planting and farming. It's I think that'll be actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I was actually just looking at that one the, the other day because I, I think they had put it on their... Twitter as far as like games that are upcoming. I went, oh, that that looks fun. I know, like I don't know. There's something about a game like that that's like bright and colorful that immediately. And I I think weird because you know this is sort of what they're going for. It just draws my eye in really quickly. I'm like I I don't know. This looks interesting. I'm gonna I could be into this. And oh, then, yeah. yeah, when I was reading about rebuilding the world and all of that, I that's the type of style of game I get into. It's the style of game, and I I think. Liz, if she were here, would agree with me that the one struggle I always fall into is getting distracted with the million different options of things that it's going <laughs> to let me do. So if you got to collect apples. You are collecting every apple. No, I see. Well, I'm not quite on that. I'll, I'll start collecting like three apples and then I'll come across someone who's like, oh, I also need lemons. And I'm like, well... <laughs> I'm going to collect apples and lemons, but then I'm going to run a bag space for enough apples and lemons. So then I'm going to have to go back to my base. So I'm going to have to figure out which ones I have more of, and then I'm going to keep those ones. I don't, I'm never efficient with them, but man, oh, it's, it's, that's what I suppose the fun. funniest thing. And we've played obviously numerous of these games that every time we play them, you do not understand efficiency. I still remember my time in Porsche when we covered that game, you literally <laughs> just had like one furnace and you're just like, this took me very long to build like the simplest thing. And it's like, well, why did you build more furnaces? Well, cause then I have to keep track of like 10 furnaces and that's too much work. Cause then I don't know which one has one thing and <laughs> I, I get lost. So I love this style of games and it's, I, I don't almost understand why <laughs> because I'm so bad at them, but they, they can just be such a fun time sink. And usually they're, they're just, I don't know. They're not difficult enough that you can just sit there and sink time into them. This is just what kills me with like this podcast. I think it's so funny that we've been doing this now. What is it, three years? Did we pass? We're coming on four. Oh crap. You're right. But uh, I just think it's funny that like both you and Liz, I feel like you guys, uh, you still do the same mistakes of all these games we play. Liz still has these same issues of like finding these glitches and crashing games and stuff. And it's just like, man, I got we ever age out of it. I got much, much better on what was the second time we played the underwater game? Subnautica. Subnautica. Yeah, I was much better about Subnautica. I had multiple vehicles. I oh, had yeah. things going on. I I I learned my lesson in that in that game. And even I think I was doing pretty well in Ark. I just where I struggled in Ark is I jumped into a multiplayer with you where a lot of stuff was already done. So I was just behind enough for anything to matter. Because <laughs> if I recall, I was building some awesome spike walls, and there was nobody getting through our spikes. <laughs> yeah, I think we crashed into them more than anyone. I they worked. They they proved to be efficient. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but the last big game coming out uh, April 27th that I know this was on top of Liz's chart for most anticipated. I think you mentioned it a lot too. Was uh, <clears throat> it's the last case of Benedict Fox? I do. It's I do. 2D, remember talking 2D, about 2D. Uh, uh, yeah, like what. Metroidvania style, Lovecraftian. Okay. With yeah. uh, I mean, detective you, work in it. You've resold me on it. I don't remember. It, yeah. It sounds like the, um, what was the, the one George Clooney, the stop motion movie. That's what I think of, even though I'm sure it has nothing to do with foxes like that does, but. Plus, 
Oh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's, <laughs> that's, that's I'm just going to be so that. disappointed when I fire up this game and it's not Fantastic Mr. Fox and George Clooney is not a voice actor. I'm like, dang it. I don't think there's game. any foxes in it either. So uh. <laughs> That's going to be even worse. I'm going to be so disappointed because I'm going to forget by the time that we get to that game. <laughs> but I'm right now very excited. I cannot wait to pet these foxes. <laughs> May is going to be a... Very busy and popular month for us as well. Uh, early on in May, May 2nd, uh, Redfall is coming out. That is another one of Liz's highly anticipated. I mean, it's one of mine. I'm really looking forward to Redfall. I Isn't love Arcane everybody, Studio. basically? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like one of the, the biggest games to be coming out this spring, I thought. Yes. But I don't know if you heard today, uh, there was some bad news that was released about it. That uh, internet being internet is, you know very upset about i don't know if you saw i did not uh so it was announced that when redfall comes out there will only be a quality mode and not a a a performance mode so right now the game when it comes out will only be locked at 30 fps which i mean i get it it's not as buttery smooth i i understand the issue but is it is it for always or is it temporary? Because if temporary. it releases, then I don't, who cares? Like, yeah, it stinks. A lot of people care. I personally I, don't. It, well, and I'm not saying you do, but like, yeah. who cares? If, especially if you're playing it on Game Pass. Like, right, you're, you're saying that a game on day one isn't going to be its best. Now, granted, yes, I would like a game to be fully built. It would be nice. But if it works, I don't know. If if it functions properly, and yeah. the worst thing I lose is a little bit of the quality that I'm gonna be able to have ultimately, anyways. I don't care. I I just I genuinely don't. And I know that you're not arguing that it should be mattering, but yeah, that's that's a a, a low issue for me. It, I, I same here. Being able to play it, it, especially if it means I can play it, and there, if it means like, oh, it would take us three months to delay the game to release, and then it'll be out and it'll have quality and performance mode. Screw that. Give it to me today, and I'll just play it on the mode you have. See, I'm 100% with you too, Keith. Because, like, this is mostly a single-player game. Like, in the multiplayer is co-op. So, for me, I don't care if something's locked at 30 FPS, as long as it's not a competitive multiplayer game. Because, I like, I'm with you. I'd rather play it. As long as the game is stable and doesn't have bugs and isn't crashy and buggy, like uh, Cyberpunk was when it came out, I don't care. I mean, and like you said, it's on it's on Game Pass, so it's like, I'll play it. I mean, heck, how many games go to Game Pass and Game Preview that are a buggy mess? But it's like, I'm glad I get to play it. You know, Grounded, I'm glad that game was released and was just kind of fed new patches and stuff like that. I, I had a ton of fun with that game and I was glad it did. You know, Valheim just hit Game Pass. That's still in Game Preview. Like, I think it's weird when a game comes out and as long as it gets the preview title on or something like that, people are so more lenient to it. But... Yeah, here Redfall comes out and it's like, oh yeah, the game's functional and you can play it. It's just locked at 30 FPS at the moment. And yeah, I see a lot of people saying delay the game until like you can get 60 FPS. I I want to play the game now. I don't want to wait. If the game yeah. works. Just let me play it. Well, yeah, and and especially to your point, is if it's all PvE and I'm not worried about, I don't know, sweaty competitive mode or whatever, like I don't I don't care. I, I genuinely genuinely do not care is especially if it's actually not buggy like the, you, yeah. you pointed it out um cyberpunk and like yeah don't don't give me a broken game i don't want a broken game yeah. but i'm fine with a i don't know slightly lesser version of it functionally at 100 percent. that's just yeah that's i'm glad it's coming out may 2nd still then but it, it is it Good is weird of people saying to delay the game until 60 fps comes out because it's like it's like if you are so adamant that you need a 60 FPS version, then don't play the game. Let is other people a, enjoy it. <laughs> is it a is it a streamer thing? Like they don't want to stream it because it's not going to look good and it's going to you know be bad for their stream. And I'm like I don't, asking I half don't facetiously, but also seriously. Like, is that a thing? I don't know. I think it's just the internet being internet being I a mean, little. Did, I I mean yes, we we are you know. Uh, attempting to be online content creators <laughs> as much as a, as a as a streamer is i mean you stream your games as well sometimes but i don't know that just seems like a very big like i'm a big streamer and like i'm ninja and i don't like that shut up <laughs> except if you're you know if you're listening to us and you do that like cool we, i like you i do 
just I don't I just don't like the big annoying ones like like that that just decide to you know the, nice backpedaling there Keith <laughs> no I'm t- I, I'm just I'm with exactly you. what I'm talking about but some other games that are coming out uh, May fourth uh, just got announced Ravenlock. I don't know if you remember that, but that was like the third person action was uh voxel style. It kind of looked like, you know, your young girl with a sword and shield. It looked like it was slightly Alice in Wonderland esque. Vaguely. I'm going to pull that one up right now because it sounds familiar, obviously, but no. May 11th is Fuga Melody of Steel 2, which I can't remember if I mentioned this in one of our last boy talks, but this was another. God, I can't believe I just called it boy talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh it's a uh, a really actually interesting turn-based RPG where you're playing a bunch of children that are controlling a tank and you have to switch the children out to get different guns in order to do the battles. I played it over xCloud because xCloud to me, the best thing about xCloud is playing these turn-based RPGs. I think xCloud is designed for them. But uh, it's really interesting of a story because... If you're losing a battle, you actually have the option to sacrifice and kill one of the children pilots that you have, permanently lose them, and use them as the soul cannon. You basically kill a child, suck up their soul, and you have an ultimate weapon to win the fight. So it's like really dark as to how you can play the game. But uh, I actually beat it, and I had a lot of fun with it. So the second one's coming out soon. Uh, and then also May 25th, you got Railway Empire 2. That was just recently announced. Which, you know, another awesome management game. Always down for that. Great. And then uh, the end of May, May 30th, we have, it was, uh, I thought this was delayed, but I guess not. But uh, Far World Pioneers. I remember all three of us were very excited for this. This was the uh, Stardew Valley-esque where you're actually, you're farmers, but in mech suits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm ringing a bell now. I'm looking at survival game. Yeah, I, I remember seeing when that was announced during the showcase uh, last year. I was fully into that. I thought just, I love I love mech suits. I love farming simulators. Put them together. You got a winning combination. Yeah, no, this looks like it could be some fun. It's it's all 2D. Um, yeah, I'll probably Wait. be t- I'll probably be terrible at it as well. But yeah, Wait, what was 2D Far World Pioneers? Yeah, did I just do the wrong one then? I think I announced the wrong one then. No, I mean it's still it's it's like pixely. It looks like it's a survival game, so maybe not May thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Nope, yeah, this is a completely different game. <laughs> uh, what am I thinking? It it has pioneers. Is it is it called uh oh god? What was it called? I thought it was called like is it like Starfront Pioneer? So ah, oh, then I'm completely wrong. This is our so this actually looks like Terraria. Yeah, Follow pioneers that's like Terraria. Of. That's what I was trying to think of. Delayed Lightyear Frontier. Lightyear Frontier. Ah, that's close. I literally just typed in mech suit farming game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I feel like an idiot. Thanks, thanks for finding that, Keith. You're welcome. And, and was that delayed? Uh, it sounds like delays early access as of March 13th with no new date or target date set. My ah. Uh. See, that game I'm looking forward to. See, that's what I got excited because when I saw the names are very similar. So when I saw that uh, Far World Pioneers, I was like, oh, is that the mech suit game? But no. Instead, you got it's like Terraria. Yeah, right now it still just says initial release 2023. It doesn't have an actual date. That makes me sad. But um, yeah, so we're definitely going to be holding off on uh, lists of requests because we're definitely going to be tied up with... Uh, some games the next couple months but to get into some news so recently uh we never actually covered it but i know we did it in our last uh talking episode i'm just gonna call it that keith uh power wash simulator uh has who, more who content coming out those? who's talking on what on on those episodes uh me and you oh the boys the, the keith it. and andrew talk uh <laughs> Like but we, we talked about how we were playing Power Wash Simulator, and yeah, they just recently came out the Final Fantasy VII crossover. I think yeah, they did a uh, two meter crossover, and they just teased that they're coming up with more DLC. So if you're into Power Wash Simulator, which I know I was, I actually beat that game, which I forgot to mention. I think I mentioned to you I when we talked about it. You can and did beat that game. I'm not sure which one is is more strange. Not only say strange, 
it took a lot of time too. There's yeah. there's a lot to clean. There was, I mean, honestly, there's at least I don't know one of the levels. I felt like I was there for like an hour and a half. Just yeah. Like going oh, and like I, just... I did it all solo. The final the final level is a massive temple you got to clean. Gosh, that sounds good. Now, is the DLC they've been releasing is it free with Game Pass or do you have to some, buy that? some of it was just free? I think I think the Tomb Raider one you paid for and the Final Fantasy VII one was free. I might have those reversed, but okay. uh, they didn't say anything with this one. Um, but when you do beat it, you get a you get treated to a, a original Power Wash Simulator song, which I actually thought was really awesome. Okay, okay. Was it Butt Rock? No, it was not. It was. Uh, like a uh, indie music, it was oh, like acoustic. Cool. Oh, a little, little acoustic, a little yeah, uh, a little adult listening. I I would attach to this episode, but I don't know if I get in trouble for copyright issues. Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I think you can do like less than five seconds, or something like that, and and uh-huh. not, not. But then again, who's going to be finding this episode? I don't know. I hear I hear they're pretty tough. Over <laughs> at the Power Wash Simulator place. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I had a, Oh yeah, so here's my question then. If you could choose any game for them to do a crossover with, what would you choose? Uh, Brutal Legends, just so they can get Jack Black in it. Oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> I do like that. He could, he could serenade you as you uh, clean the, the car. True, true. You go around like cleaning up the... Uh, you're just in hell, right? Is that where you are in Brutal Legends? I don't remember. No, you're you in are. the land of metal. Oh, okay. I forgot. It's a long time ago. And I mean, Jack Black's a hot commodity right now. He just came out the Super Mario's movie, which do you have you seen it yet, or do you plan on seeing it? I would like to. I mean, I I know it's getting mixed reviews, but I actually do want to see it, and I think the kids want to see it too. So I think the only people mm-hmm. are giving it negative reviews are people who don't like Mario. I don't know. Everyone Everyone, I'm seeing who enjoy Mario is like, no, this is a really good video game movie. There's a lot of weird Chris Pratt hate. Yeah, but everyone's saying, like, if you actually listen to it, they're like, he does a fantastic job. Everyone says, sure. I don't, I I didn't have any doubts that he would. I I like Chris (laughs) Pratt. I'm not one of the people who hates him, but. Yeah. But yeah, I know there was a lot of like, oh, Chris Pratt's doing a bad job. And I, I don't know. But no, I do want to see it. I just, I, yeah, it seems like there's like, I don't know, people kind of weirdly dogging on it, I guess. But other than that, I, it looks fun to me. And I think if you go into it, it seems with the mindset of, hey, this is going to be fun, not this is going to be a blockbuster um, a- Emmy winner? Academy Award winner. There you go. <laughs> I don't know award shows. No, I, I agree. Uh, and like, I, I love a movie like this. I don't, did you ever see Ready Player One? I remember it, but I don't think I watched it. So I like it was it was directed by Steven Spielberg. And I like when he even came out with the movie, he said, like, this is a film like it's not really a movie. Like he was basically telling people like this is just meant to be a fun popcorn movie. Like, don't take things too seriously or think too hard about it. Because, yeah, it's full of video game pop culture references. And it and then when you go to a movie and you're expecting that kind of level, like you have so much more fun with it. And like, that's what I expect from super Mario of just, you know, it's not going to be super realistic. There's just going to be kind of goofy moments and you can just have a ton of fun just watching it. Cause it's like, not every movie needs to be super deep and explain everything and, you know, got to follow all the rules. It's just, I just have fun with it. No. And there's nothing wrong with a movie like that, obviously, but honestly, that's not generally why I watch a movie. I watch a movie because I just want something. The sex to scenes? En- to en- well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> you know all of the, those Disney movie sex scenes. Um, <laughs> but I just, I want to just put on a movie to just, I don't know, entertain me. Yeah. I want to, I want to laugh at it. I want to enjoy the explosions. Maybe, you know, a little butt crack action here and there. Maybe I want to enjoy all those things, but at the same time, yeah, every so often one of those really deep movies and that's great Win all your awards and, and everyone can have hour long conversations about it. I'm, I'm just going to have fun watching super Mario brothers. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But, uh, I want to also get to some, uh, some pretty bad news. Unfortunately, uh, arc two, since we just covered arc, uh, arc two has been in delayed to 2024. So it's got a pretty severe delay, and I guess it's because they're using Unreal Engine 5, 
and they're kind of having issues with it. So they ended up delaying it all the way to 2024. That's crazy. But I wonder if but that's that, going to be a little bit of undersell over deliver. Like it's going to be delayed to 2024. They say that, but realistically, maybe they you know like Q1 2024, which is a whole year. It's a long time. But if but going back to Redfall, if it's a if it's a matter of hey, we just can't put an actual playable game in front of you and hey we can't do 60 frames per second they get that's kind of the difference there and it sounds like it's probably the former where it's just they don't have an actual functional game to put out yeah. what was the actual release date supposed to be i obviously i know this year i, but... I think in may oh, wow. it was supposed to, it was supposed to be very soon that's why we we did arc Oh, because right. we had a, we had a lot of people request it and it was a, the new one was supposed to come out and arc 2 is supposed to be more focused and i think like single player esque focused right 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 uh but that's not even the worst news the worst news is arc is the original servers are going to get shut down and they're coming out with basically a arc 1 next gen version or i guess you could say current gen version but it's supposed to be an updated version of the arc game and so the original servers are going to get shut down and they'll be coming out with new servers for this new updated arc but you have to pay for it which i think is 50 bucks and so you'll get the updated arc version and i think you'll also get arc 2 so you're also kind of pre-ordering it but the thing that sucks is arc 2 is a xbox launch exclusive so I don't think there's a PlayStation version announced yet. I'm assuming it's probably a one-year deal. So if you're a PlayStation user, you're just really getting boned. It's like, hey, you know, you've been playing Ark and probably spending a lot of money and time in it. Well, you can't play it anymore unless you spend 50 bucks, and then you can get to play it again. So it's not a good look. I don't know why they decided this. It's really odd. Because yeah, even too, if you're going to isolate a bunch of your player base like that, that's I know. And after after we covered Ark, like people who play this game have sunk hundreds of hours and it will sink money too because you know if you want people if you want to get a really good egg like people will sell dinosaur eggs and like actually charge money for it and there's a lot of people who are forking over cash and then it's just like all that stuff's gonna be gone i will say your progress they did say your progress will carry over if you're playing the original arc to the new updated version your progress will carry over but it's just it's behind a paywall just just a really odd choice and I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't see an announcement that the updated ARC version will be on Game Pass. ARC 2 is going to be on Game Pass, and ARC is currently on Game Pass, so I would expect it to hit Game Pass, but I didn't see any announcement for it. Yeah, I thought ARC 2 was definitely coming there. Yeah. yeah. ARC 2 definitely is, but not till 2024 now. Uh, but other fun, exciting news for both me and you, Keith. Uh, Vampire Survivor just has new DLC. Yeah, by the time you listen to this, it should already be out. It's called Tides the Viscari. And uh, yeah, I'm assuming uh, you're getting this, Keith. Yeah, and it means probably by the time that this episode comes out, I'll probably sunk another 20 hours into it. And I'll probably already beat it. So we probably like won't have another game episode next week because you'll be playing <laughs> this again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this one this no. one sounds significantly bigger. There's going to be eight new characters, 13 new weapons, seven new soundtracks and a new map. And I think 20 Xbox achievements. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I think the last time they had new achievements, it was like 10 of them. And it, was, it wasn't anything crazy from what I remember. It no. was a lot of just like, yeah, I survived 30 minutes with this character, with this character, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, which achievements have always been pretty basic and easy. Uh, which, I but, mean, it's kind of, I mean, I, I don't think I will because I think I want to actually play it and enjoy it. But realistically, I I think I have it enough golden eggs in the game where I could basically just break any character at this point and, and probably do any of the achievements. So it's kind of the bummer. It's like a fun thing about it that they have this, this golden egg system that you can really just max out. And I don't know, people get trillions and I don't know, scientific notation into the twenties and all these crazy <laughs> ridiculous numbers. But it's also like, I don't know, it, it takes a little bit of the enjoyment out of the game. Yeah. So, so I don't think I'm going to ruin it that way, but um, yeah, realistically, I'm pretty sure I could probably do it in like two hours. Because that was kind of my issue with the last DLC. I enjoyed it, but at that point, yeah, I was so like far ahead that I was like, this is really easy. But yeah, I'll probably be getting it too. Because once again, this is a great thing about 
Ponkel with uh, Vampire Survivors that they keep doing. I think it's two ninety nine, or it's one ninety nine. Yeah, the it's, last one was one ninety nine. I think this one the games, is bigger. Maybe it'll be a little bit more. Yeah, the games are super cheap, and the DLC is super cheap. It's just like, man, like how could you not justify that price point? Because you're looking at hours of content for the price of a, like a soda. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I I actually downloaded it on my phone after we ended up playing, and I don't play it really on my phone. Um, but I I have it on there, and it's I just appreciate that they do it as a non predatory ad game. Like I I think everyone on, yeah. at this point knows, like there's nothing worse than you download a game, it's free, cool, cool, cool. You play it, and every time you play it, they're like, well, here's an ad. Here's an option to watch There's another ad. ad. But if you don't yeah. watch the ad, we're going to show you an ad anyways, and you don't get the bonus that you would have if you just clicked the ad. Yep. Super oh, you annoying. have to wait for the game to progress after 30 minutes, or you can watch an ad. And it's just like, come on. Yeah, so the so the the, the people or person over at Ponkle, whatever, whatever it may be, props to them. They're awesome because they just they do it right on every front, and it makes it, I guess, in a way accessible to everybody. But I don't know. They just want to make sure they can get it to as many people as possible. And I think that's also smart, too. Like with a game oh, yeah. like that, where the word of mouth on Vampire Survivors has already been so good since it came out, that putting it into the hands of people for so cheap, it's just like, I don't know, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I know. I like I miss the days of like old smartphone games where things actually just cost like a buck or two. Yeah, you just pay two dollars and you just had a game and then and you had it. a game, yeah. Maybe, maybe every now and then they'd add a couple new features that you could upgrade it if you wanted to for another couple bucks, or they'd just release a new version and then that would be another two bucks. Like, uh, I think there was a good chunk of time. You remember the Bloom Moors games? Or maybe yep. not Bloom Wars, but I bought all Bloons of the Bloons CD. Bloons CD, yeah. But I bought all of those games, I'm pretty sure, up until like they started going free to play and doing all the weird stuff with that now. So, yeah, I loved those games, and I would pay the four bucks, and I'd just have a Bloons game. It was awesome. They were, they were yeah. a ton of fun. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, but another quick update, uh, since we just recently covered Atomic Heart, they just came out with a patch that finally fixed the achievements, because I know we were complaining about that. That there's a handful of achievements that just weren't working anymore. Will it just uh, give me them if I log into the game? No, or I, have to... I tried. That stinks. I've, I've still been working on uh, Atomic Heart. I'm almost to the end. Have it... you picked it up anymore? No. No, I, th- I was going to say I thought about it, but I never did, actually. Because I think actually, cause also after we beat Civilization VI, well, not beat, <laughs> after we finished playing Civilization VI, I think I sunk another probably 10 to 15 hours into that. I started myself <laughs> a new game. I think I did a, a, just one of the other scenarios. But the scenarios, again, I, I, and I know we talked about it, but they're a ton of fun. And they're like usually less than 150 rounds, I think. And um, like the one I actually started playing, it was, oh, what country? I want to say like Holland. Like it was, you were like three different groups of like Dutch families that were like settling Holland or something like that. And you're, I don't know, trying to prop up like certain cities based on uh, like the little like city states that pop up. So there's actually like cool little things that you do that it's not about winning by science or religion or any of that. So you might actually, Andrew, want to go back and check those out. Uh, and oh, see, have more fun with it than. <laughs> oh yeah, Civilization to me is a game I always know I could just pick up. So well, that's I, true. I know, I know you don't dislike it, but yeah, I was thinking just more of the scenarios. Oh no, I remember like every time I was online, like you were always constantly playing. I'm like, man, Keith really loved this game. But it's just Civilization's just one of those games. Like if I don't know what I want to play, I can just pop it in and I'll have fun with it. Yeah, and you can play it for ten minutes or I don't know, ten hours, honestly. But it's it's such an easy game to pick up and put down just because of the turn-based nature of it so yeah i i sunk a bunch more hours into it after that yeah but that's what's been nice about like this week where we haven't been covering a game as i've been able to finish chorus or chorves chorves which the ending battle was really disappointing it wasn't bad but it was just i was hoping for a little better but i i I really liked chorus i actually did Uh, pick that back up for a little bit i was playing some I didn't. I didn't get to the end, obviously, but yeah, I started. I started back up after we finished it, but didn't finish. It is still then, fun. I would, I liked it. Yeah, and then I've been trying to finish, like I said, Atomic Heart. But uh, yeah, my coworker gave me her PlayStation Four, 
So I've, I just finished The Last of Us, which I've been really wanting to play that because after the TV show, I was like, oh, I really want to play this game. And I was actually really impressed of like how close The Last of Us TV show followed the game, but was different enough that it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just watching one long cinematic, essentially. It actually changed things up enough. But one thing that was very surprising, like in The Last of Us game, or no, after watching the TV show, I thought there would only be like a handful of infected people. But in the game, it's like, no, they're everywhere. Just whatever reason, the TV show, I guess, didn't want to pay the money to have more infected people on the screen. But uh, no, I had a, I had a lot of fun with Last of Us. Hey, but um, At this point, couldn't they just see, not even CGI, but like I don't know, AI them or something? <laughs> that actually is true. Yeah, just AI create us, create us some monsters. There we go. Yeah. Well, what was that? What was that one? You, I think your brother had sent us sent it the other day. I don't know the. It was a recent. Uh, they were showing off one of the new engines, and how they like basically created just a small section of the map, and then the AI generated the rest of it, just based on that. No, I didn't see that. Oh, it was wicked cool. I uh, it was it was in conjunction with a car company. Huh. I'll have to see if I can find it and post it maybe like on our, on our page or something. It was, but yeah, it was really cool. And like, so, cause I was thinking about it, right. It is so they built this like small section of a map and then they just gave it to the AI to build the rest of this much larger map. Like think of how you could like turn that into a rogue, like so easily. Right. <laughs> I like that's your first thought. You're like, it how could I get a rogue like out of this? Well, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're already procedurally generated. So throw like an intelligent AI behind it. It could be like creating weapons on the fly. It could be creating, uh, you know, monsters or enemies on the fly, like within the confines of certain things. It just creates you almost like a new game. Every time you play it, it would make it hard to strategize. Cause, uh, it would be ever changing like that, but how cool would that be? How far away do you think we are from a fully created AI game? I mean, it, from the sounds of that, it I would say five years or less. And, yeah, and I'd, even, I'd even say five two years. years. I'd say five years like, honestly seems just like I'm just like I don't know. That's a safe answer. <laughs> I feel like two years. AI technology stuff is going so quick. I remember when, like the first like chat well, GPT just came out. Yeah, it very much was super basic of just like, it was honestly just like an Alexa or Siri of just like you ask it a simple question. But now like today, it's it's insane of like how much it generates. And then the AI art first was, first of all, the, the realistic pictures that it would try to create were very realistic until you saw like hands and stuff like that. They always had like six or seven fingers, but it's already gotten world of a difference of like improvement. I would not be surprised if we have an AI created game within like two years. Yeah, I feel like it was, I don't know, maybe maybe not the exact time frame, but I, I want to say somewhere around like the beginning of COVID, just as like a reference point. Like, I don't know, the beginning of 2020, that that website, the This Face Does Not Exist or whatever, was like oh, just yeah, coming out. I was that. like, whoa, this is this yeah. cool thing. Like, and like, this, I don't know, kind of weird existential thing is looking at people, they're like, that looks like a real person. They don't exist. Um, so I forgot about still that kind of website. weirds me out a little bit. But at the same time, that was like the early kind of baby of AI creating things. And now yeah. it's just, I don't know, three years later, two years later, it's it's already doing just so much bigger things that you're probably right. Two years is probably much more realistic. But I I don't know. I wonder how good it will actually be. And I'm also curious, who gets paid for that? If an AI fully creates a game and then you're buying that game... Whoever created the AI that did it? I don't know. And then like, licensing the engine that it's built on? So, like, Unreal? I don't know. I I, I mean, there was that... Free. There was also, there was, like, that AI rapper that got racist, and then it got canceled. <laughs> it was, like, si it got signed to a deal. I'm not even joking. Like, I can't... I, I read it. Dude, no, that was, was like all of them. Do you remember there was a, a Twitch oh, the, channel? Yep, there was this the Seinfeld Twitch channel. Yep, that it, it got it got like transphobic and yeah, it's like got shut down real quick. Yeah, these these AI. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe <laughs> they're not so good. Maybe maybe we should really think about reeling them in a little bit because <laughs> it seems like they always go to really dark places, and I I don't think I that that's ideal. <laughs> I know, because like that's the thing. It's like it's only a matter of time till uh, someone gives one a gun, and uh, 
goes real racist or just starts hating people and we got Terminator all over again. Yeah. So then it figures out time travel. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, I also wanted to yeah cover some uh, other games that we've been playing this past week. Uh, just recently, I, I really wanted to make this announcement because I've been freaking loving it. And you got it. Honestly, Keith, you got to get it. But uh, Inscription, it just hit Xbox. It's been on Steam. I think it's been out for about a year now. And I think it's been on PlayStation as well. But it just hit Xbox. And I heard a lot of good things about this game. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get it. It's 20 bucks. Highly recommend it. It's a uh, it's a card, it's a card game, roguelike, but it is it is just awesome. The aesthetic of the game is just super cool. I'm gonna try not to explain too much. I want to explain this game, but I don't want to say too much because there's a lot of just meta things that are going on in the game that are just like it's this puzzle that you're kind of unwrapping, and it's just the card mechanics are very basic. You know, you have these creatures. You know, some of them need to have a have a blood cost, so you need to sacrifice another creature in order to play it. Really simple. You just got to uh, get five plus more damage to the enemy than he's doing to you. So it's a scale system. You know, if you take two hits, then you got to do, you know, a total seven damage to the guy to win. So it's just, it's really basic. But just the meta and the story in the game, I am loving so much. I, I, did, I knew I would enjoy the game because I love card games. You know, I, I, I grew up playing Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was like, okay, card game, roguelike. Yeah, it is it is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Like Slay the Spire type of card game? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Different uh, no, in no, how no. it plays, but like... Yes, very that similar. That because building. Be- Not like... Because ma- I don't know Magic the Gathering, but I know enough as far as like... You have to like lay down certain cards to play other cards and things like that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. is it that style of cards or more just like the, when I say Slay the Spire, I'm thinking like you can just play whatever and it's about trying to play the right strategy of them. It, it's a little more like Magic the Gathering. So you don't have like mana or anything like that. But like I said, some creatures have a, a cost. So some of them are free and you can kind of play them down. They're obviously pretty weak. Uh, you can normally get a squirrel card, which is free. They obviously don't do much. Their main purpose is to essentially be sacrificed because some cards have a blood cost. So if it has two blood drops on it, you need to sacrifice two creatures in order to summon the card. And then uh, eventually you get some creatures that have a bone cost. And that's every time one of your creatures die, you get a bone token. So you got to play those creatures by having a lot of your monsters die. So it's, it's interesting of how you're kind of building your deck. But it definitely feels a lot more strategy-based than it does random number generator, which a lot of roguelikes can be like. So you're not building a massive deck. You're just kind of gathering cards as you're playing. And like I said, the game is just so meta, and it just keeps kind of switching on itself. But it's awesome. It's it's really kind of dark. You know, the whole purpose, you're, you're, you're in this cabin, and you're playing with this kind of demonic figure. You can't see him. He's in shadows. You just see his eyes. He's essentially kind of like a dungeon master where he's explaining the story and you're traversing this map, which is the map is kind of like Slay the Spire where you're kind of choosing your routes and you kind of see, oh, if I take this route, I'll hit this and this and this, these points of interest. So you are kind of picking your path and, you know, this person is laying out, you know, this adventure for you, but sometimes he'll cheat to kind of get you to lose. And if you end up losing, uh, you end up going, I don't want to spoil much more, but it's just... It's the aesthetic of the game is just awesome. I'm loving every minute of it. Well, I mean, the roguelike card based aspect of it definitely has my attention. What is what is it like? Twenty bucks? You said twenty bucks? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, there was no discount for being like a Game Pass subscriber. I and I didn't see if it would hit Game Pass. It's from it's published by Devolver, which you know a handful oh, okay. of Devolver games go to Game Pass. Yeah, like Loop Butter, for example. That's yep. a Devolver game. Yep, and that's uh, another roguelike that we've been playing. Yeah, that was a nice little transition. That wasn't even on purpose. Okay, I figured that's what you're trying to do. I mean, okay, I that's enough, Andrew. You've talked <laughs> enough death about inscription. Let's talk about a game I can play, or I did play. Loop yeah. Hero. We figured to talk about Loop Hero a little bit, because we weren't sure we were going to do a uh, episode on it, because it's really simple. I actually saw this game, because uh, another podcast, uh, Aaron and Tommy Super Pod Saga, they actually mentioned on our Twitter that, you know, he played like a hundred hours of it on Steam. But uh yeah, Loop Hero, really, really simple. Uh Keith, as the roguelike expert, tell us about it. What do you what do you, what do you think of it? So the thing about Loop Hero, it doesn't even outright call itself a roguelike. I mean, I guess it does if you look at the description, but it's not 
super. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. What it, other way can it do it? You never boot up a game and says this is a roguelike. <laughs> like, well, no, it, it it talks about being like a strategy based with the you know building the land and things like that, but. It's, I don't know, it's pretty obvious in the name loop here that you're going to be getting ro- uh, a roguelike. But what I like about it is it's, I don't want to say it's not your usual roguelike, but it feels different in the aspect of its, I mean, for one, it's kind of an auto battler. Yeah. So you, you get these cards as you play through and you get to place them around the map and kind of build the world around you. And as you do that, you're picking up items, prove your character, stats, et cetera, et cetera. And then you you take all of the things you earn on each run, and, and and spend them. Typical roguelike, but it's it's the kind of world building aspect that I like to it. But you and I were talking about it last night, Andrew. And the thing that I do hate is it's so heavily on the RNG. Yeah, like it's so when you're building your deck, you you can limit. You have to have a certain amount of cards of each certain tiers, and I don't know how they tier them, but. You have to like have certain cards, but not go over certain cards, and that's all fine. I built like a very minimalist deck, and I was still just not seeing certain cards in that deck like ever. And, yeah. and it's just like I I get that it may be a lower spawn rate, but when you have next to no cards coming out of your deck, it should populate more than it does. So I, it's one of the things that I I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm already fading on it. I've probably already put a good. 15 plus hours into it if i were to bet i think i've unlocked all of the characters so there's a warrior a rogue and a necromancer the necromancer is yep. a ton of fun just spawns a bunch bunch of like skeletons that you can improve um but i don't know it starts to get super grindy and that's yeah, that's sort of where i'm at right now and it's and it's fun but the premise of the game is that your character just runs in a loop around the set map um or set path and each loop gets progressively harder and i always go one loop too many which i get is the point of it but it it tricks me every time and that's that's kind of my other thing that annoys me is you'll breeze through you're like this is so easy and then out of nowhere it just flips the switch and you just die so but at least still get some of your rewards you do die And, and as you go through you can unlock more things to like have revives and take everything with you even if you die i think so there's there's ways around all that but yeah i think my i think my best tip if you're going to play it is if you're if you're getting higher up there and you have a bunch of stuff you know don't 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 feel like there's any shame in just retreating at the end of a loop and that loop. loop six or seven i noticed to be kind of a sweet spot yeah six and seven seems to be it i think i've made it past eight once but i still yet to fight a boss so I don't really know. So you give it a game? Yeah, I, d- I definitely say it's a game. It's not the best roguelike, but if you like roguelikes, it is. It's a fun experience, and it's worth checking out for sure. Because it's yeah. I don't know. It's small, so it downloads quick. And actually, too, this is another game. Awesome on cloud. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much constantly auto saving, and even if it doesn't for like thirty seconds, a minute you really don't lose much like and yeah, actually, the runs are quick i was i was cheesing it a little bit actually even just playing on my console is i was so close to the end of a loop and i kept dying at the last ba- battle i found i could just exit the game and reboot it and it would let me fight the last battle and i finally like crit one time enough to get past it and <laughs> finish my loop so um yeah i mean you can do that but realistically yeah it's it's a great cloud game like one of our one of our friends was talking about it and he said oh this would be great if it were a mobile game and well lucky you you can boot it right up on your phone and play it on the cloud and then it's a mobile game um, so yeah i would i would definitely check out loop here especially if you're like me and you're itching for a new roguelike yeah i agree i'd give it a game the thing i mostly have been enjoying about it's the story it actually is a pretty decent story of the world's disappearing people are losing their memory and so that you're essentially trying to rebuild the world by doing these loops and getting these town cards and like rebuilding the map yeah so I I'm, I mostly like it for the story, but I, I do find it a, yeah, a bit repetitive, but it's super simple and easy to pick up and put down because you're doing a whole lot of nothing, just kind of placing stuff and changing your equipment. But uh, yeah, give it a check. Give it a try. I like it. But uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up here, Keith. Unless you've got anything else to add. No, I mean, we're, we play other games, I guess, but let's keep it a game pass. 
Except for when you talked about Last of Us and Inscription for a while, but you know, we'll, we'll keep it to Game Pass. <laughs> I just would like, to, you know, I just thought people would enjoy some other in- things that we're enjoying, you know. I, I'm not saying they don't, but you know, you don't let me enjoy Boy Talk, so I, I gotta not enjoy things that you enjoy. Hopefully, by the time I edit this, I come up with a better name. It's I don't care if you do. I'm only gonna call it Boy Talk. And don't forget that I have access to our Twitter account too. So no matter what you post, I will make sure that boy talk gets out there. All right, everyone. Uh, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, uh, please give them to us. We may, like I said, probably delay a little bit since we're these next couple of months are going to be pretty busy. But uh, if you would like, you can email us at gamepassgrabbing.gmail.com or if you just want to write a letter and say hi. We always like hearing from you all. You can find us at our Twitter, Facebook, GBGBpod. I'm on Xbox Live at Firebird Z1952. I've been Keith. Um, yeah, uh, probably if you want to recommend a game, basically if you just want a free shout out, just recommend one of the games that we talked about because we're going to play them anyways. Then we can just say you recommended it. And uh, there you go. And, yes. and Keith will give you a rating. I will. And and if you don't want to do that, like Andrew said, just send us an email and just say hey, give us a shout out, and I'll. I've I've said it before. As long as it's not something that'll get me in trouble, because you know it's like racist or just outright mean or something. I don't know. Maybe say something stupid if you want. I don't care. I have I have little to no shame. So yeah, do shout out to you and maybe a friend. Write us a message. Message and uh, we'll read it out. Exactly. So that'll be my thing. And then two, just I don't know. I, I I'm trying to push our Discord. I think kind of because I think we could. We could have a boy talk channel where <laughs> girls are allowed to anyone's allowed really, but we're just going to call it boy talk. Cause you know, boy talk is awesome. <laughs> God, I hate it so boy much. talk is All for right. everybody. Andrew, <laughs> not just the boys. All right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye.